back, my jabronis. It's another edition of the MM Altogether podcast, and I'm your host, Blake Abedes. If you're listening when this airs, it's May the 7th. That's a Thursday. 48 hours until UFC 249. Guess who's not going to hold their breath? This guy. Why? There's COVID everywhere in the sky. So, I say no masks. I say free the O2 more than we free the Tatas. And let's get back outside breathing that fresh oxygen. <clears throat> Either way, I digress. Real excited about that fight card happening Saturday. I'm going to be releasing some videos, hopefully on YouTube, with some color commentary and play-by-play. I've been really trying to figure out how to live stream and broadcast it, but I don't think I am going to be ready to do that Saturday. So more to come on that. Just stay tuned. Uh, We'll be in action sooner than later. I'll probably do a recap episode as well, discussing the fights, because that's what I love to do. Today we've got a solid interview with a pal of mine uh, at the gym I train at, USC Gym Yorktown. His name's Koji. He is a personal trainer as well as a jiu-jitsu practitioner, so we hit it off pretty well. We had a lot of cool shit to talk about. A little bit of existentialism, a little bit of racism, a lot of bit of COVID. It was actually a three-hour-long conversation, so you're getting it chopped up for sure. Only the best parts, so here we go. Let's get after it. And now... It's time for your Tale of the Tape! In your host corner, we have your regularly scheduled handsome son of a bitch at Blake Abedes. And in the guest corner, with a reach of 969 followers, we have Koji at Samurai BJJ Fit. So what's up, guys? I'm Koji. Um, I'm a personal trainer and coach at the UFC gym at the Yorktown Mall right now. Uh, just a guy with some mental mental health issues and uh, just trying to inspire and motivate others and just show people kind of what I'm doing personally to um, to better myself and hopefully that can uh, help other people and put some smiles on. Some people's faces. I'm a martial artist, jiu-jitsu blue belt under Comprito. And I kind of mess around with uh, all all sorts of martial arts. I'm trying, I'm a student of uh, boxing, kickboxing, Muay Thai. Um, Whatever I can learn right now is what I'm trying to uh, be a student of. So just all around uh, martial artist. Instagram is SamuraiBJJFit. And then TikTok right now that I'm messing around with is SamuraiFit. How did you initially get involved with um, fitness or MMA? So uh, jiu-jitsu-wise and MMA uh, fitness, I've been in fitness for a very long time. I played soccer in high school, uh, well, since I was a little kid, uh, all throughout high school. And then in college, I just kind of started lifting weights a little bit more. Um, and, uh, martial arts wise. So jujitsu, I got into because I got jumped in Milwaukee. Um, I was at a gas station in Milwaukee late at night somewhere. I didn't even know. And I got jumped out over there. Um, so I was like, man, I gotta learn how to fight. I gotta learn how to protect myself. And, uh, I joined, uh, I, th- I think it was a Carlson Gracie gym nearby in Schaumburg. You might know the location. Um, it's called a different place now. Um, Actually, M- I think it's called MTC now. It's all those um, those fighter guys that uh, you know, like Mike uh, Mike Burnaby, Mikey Burnaby. He trains over there. Um, Alex Rigos, I think, trains over there. But I started oh, yeah. over there. Yeah, I started over there back when um, it was called like Carlson Gracie, 
And uh, so I started there with boxing, realized real quick how much I hated getting punched in the face. And uh, so I, I tried one of the jujitsu classes and fell in love with it. Um, so yeah, I've been, I've been doing that ever since, I think that was in 2012, um, or no, 2011. And then from there, I just kind of, um, I didn't get along with some of the people there. So I, I looked around and found uh, Comprito's gym. And, uh, ever since then I've been, uh, I've been training over at Comprito's, which, uh, I trained over there for about two years until I got my blue belt and, uh, took a, took a five-year break. I kind of got heavily addicted to drugs, some drugs and alcohol, and my life kind of spiraled out of control at that point. But, uh, you know, it was a five-year journey of that, and uh, now I'm kind of getting back into fitness and trying to use that as a tool to um, stay sober, I guess, you know? Yeah, that is a – it's weird how they talk about fitness as a recovery tool, right? Like. Yeah. Because they say it can be beneficial, mm -hmm. but then there's like, you know, that point where it's over therapeutic, where they say it's unhealthy. It can be like another addiction, right? Like that's just, you just traded your addiction from drugs and alcohol to fitness too. That could but, be. Because I'm an addict too, uh -huh. Koji. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, like everything feels like that. It's like it's like nothing ever makes me feel whole because it's just another like, ooh, this is fun. I can pour so much time into this. Like this and this and this and this. And this. Like I, I really don't want to like give the connotation of this podcast to that, but you know, it's almost exactly that. Like I'm I can't be in the gym like five six days a week, but like I'm constantly on my phone, like on Instagram, trying to book interviews, coming up with show notes, mm -hmm. uh, like cutting together promos like creating the artwork like i still don't have a website created yet and like i'm asking for help now like i was all like self doing this and i realized like this is so much to keep up with those social media influencers like yeah i'm uh i'm not gonna say i pity them by any means but like you know those people who shit on them saying they don't work like that's good you know what that's 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 the one thing i've learned since uh starting social media because like um it was so easy to just hate on people, right? Like, man, they have this, that, that. And like, uh, you, you kind of look at it and you envy that and like, oh, they're not doing anything, but it's actually a lot of work to put in, man. Like I've, uh, I've realized that very quickly. Like you said, man, it's a lot of work to, to do all this. Posting 30, 40 times a day. It's like, <laughs> hello. Have you heard yeah, of personal man. time? Have you heard right. of personal space? Like it's, it's, it's crazy. And then, yeah people come to feed off that like, and there's nothing wrong with like admiring like other people for, you know, their bodies or, you know, for what they do or the lives they live, because it almost introduces you. Like you can live vicariously through them uh -huh. and almost gauge like if that's something for you or if it's not for you. Yeah. And I feel like, yeah, there's a lot of negative things that can be, that can be taken from the social media sphere. And like, in anything like there is balance like there's always there will be good and there will be bad like that's just mm -hmm. what like that's the nature of all things at the same time i uh i tip my cap to some of these ladies especially because they're they're just they're gorgeous <laughs> yeah like, right. so many tattoos like that takes time it's it's a job it's a full-time job man this this social media shit 
Uh, it is, um, it's just, it's, it's, it's just really unique. I yeah. feel like it's a very odd dynamic. I feel like it's still like, still so virtually new. Yeah. Um, it's no, still I, like a very difficult, like terrain to traverse. Absolutely. Then like, especially in a day and age where shows like Black Mirror exist. Yeah. Dude, that's a trippy show, man. Dude, I uh, yeah, I I watched a couple episodes last night because I realized like I can't keep watching the same shit, and I'm like, I never finished this show, but I always get really fucking into these episodes, and I watch the one where you can like block people, and then like they're grayed out from your life, like all their pictures and shit, like you can't see them, like their voices are muffled, like oh yeah, yeah. like they're the memory of them, is that what it is, or just no, like in general? Yeah, but you can't see it. So, like, uh, the guy, spoiler alert, because I'm fucking revealing all in this. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. If you bitches don't want a spoiler, probably fast forward by, I'd say, 90 seconds and check in. And if I'm still talking about <laughs> it, maybe if they're 90. Um, but, yeah, so old boy is with this chick. And, uh, you know, you see them at the beginning of the relationship, they're happy together, but then there's like a montage of them hanging out with like one of their other couples with this Asian guy. And then like some of the shots where she's doing this intimate stuff, you see the camera from like the Asian guy's lens, not her fucking boyfriends. And I'm like, something's going on here. And the girl's talking like she's just she's just being a like real like reserved, not saying too much. I don't want to say like bitchy but you can tell something's up like she's being really reserved and this guy goes to take the trash out and he spills it and he finds a pregnancy test and she's pregnant so he confronts her about it she says she's gonna get rid of the baby there's no discussion to be had about it he's like well i have an opinion like and i want to keep it or whatever so she blocks him and says we'll talk about it tomorrow well she never releases the block so like she's permanently grayed out. Oh, that's fucked up. Yeah, he doesn't see her for several months because she she quit she quits her job because she works with this Asian guy and his fiance, and okay. then several months go by. And old boy sees a gray silhouette of a girl walking through town and she's pregnant. Oh, shit. So he goes and confronts her about it, but he's blocked. So he can't see what she's saying to him. So she calls for help. He gets arrested or whatever. He gets taken. He's like back um, in his house now. And uh, he knows she's pregnant and he like wants to meet the child. So he knows the one place he'll be able to see her every year is at her father's house for Christmas. So he goes and he posts up there like in this very weird spot to where they wouldn't see him, but he can see the both of them. And the thing is, is the block also works on offspring. So he can't see the face of his own child. He doesn't even know what gender it is. Jesus Christ, yeah. So he shows up year after year, every Christmas. And one year he leaves like a carved little wooden bunny for her as a toy, as like a present. And she and she goes to go get it. And that's when he can see that she's a little girl because of her hair. Well, come time next year, 
for Christmas, his ex-GF dies in a train accident. And he knows this because on the news, he can see her face. And when she dies, that means the block dies. So then he can see her face again. Because her face, because the thing is, is when you're blocked, like her face was removed from even all of his pictures with this chick. Like it's all the rest of the picture, but where she would be, it's just a gray, blurry silhouette. It's really fucked up. Imagine you could, yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. Go ahead. I'm kidding. Just, just, that's crazy, man. Like imagine you could do that. That's like in the future. I'm sure something like that is, is it's very much possible, right? Like blocking people and. Like Bill Gates gets his way, bro. Gets these chips and playing it in those, man. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> We're in trouble, man. We're in trouble. I can only imagine what's going to happen in like 10 years. Yo, what up? This podcast getting flagged before it even has sponsors. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Shout out to my Patreon <laughs> for keeping it real. No? <laughs> what up? Um, so, so, okay. We're we're getting to the big climax here. Yeah, okay, yeah. so you guys who fast forwarded probably now over ninety seconds twice, another at least ninety seconds, maybe another <laughs> ninety seconds twice. Um, because this is the this is the real big shit. Like, hold on, pause. Like, I'll let you know when to start that hundred and eighty second countdown because this is some real significant shit I'm about to say, and uh, I've been bitched at before for being a spoiler, and I don't like spoilers, but I gotta talk about this shit. All right, start that. Fucking clock, boys. Maybe ladies, gentlemen, ladies, listeners. Starting now. Okay, so blocks blocks removed because this chick's dead. This means old boy can finally see what his daughter looks like. So he wraps up a toy to go give to his daughter. And he goes to give it to her. Taps her on the shoulder. Because like now she'd be able to hear him and understand him. Because when you're blocked, like it's all muffles and garbles and shit. Mm-hmm. So he goes, hey, darling. And she turns around. And she's Asian. Uh, yeah, I knew that. That's what I'm saying, dude. It was... <laughs> Yeah, I like I knew something was fishy the whole time. I'm like, oh yeah, I like this kid ain't his. Like Yeah, dude, that sucks. Oh my god. And he's spent years, right? Yeah. Over. <laughs> uh yeah, bro, fucking years. Years and years and years. He keeps seeing like he keeps trying to communicate and that's dude, that's fucking rough, man. Yeah, I'm not giving away the rest of the the episode because there are a couple good like other twists that I didn't yet reveal but if you haven't watched Black Mirror fucking do yourself a favor like get your shit off Joe Exotic like fuck Carol Baskin <laughs> Crystalia special was okay you could probably put that one on hold um but yeah Black Mirror but I might be behind on that one. I might be a little behind. I I thought I seen all of them, but I haven't seen that one. So I got like six seasons. Are there six seasons? Already? I thought there were like three. I, I, yeah. Damn. Okay, I got you. I'm gonna have to catch up on that. Yeah. Those are those are really real though. Like real, real. Like it makes you think, man. Like oh shit. If you go on down to Georgia and 
get a little bit of that devil's lettuce, and then you go into one of those episodes. That'll real fuck with you, man. <laughs> yeah. God. <clears throat> like the, Do you remember, like, the Miley Cyrus was in one of them? Or... I feel like that was the newest season, and was that's it? why I was trying to, yeah, that's why I was trying to catch up. That's where it got just, like, weird. Because that role, that role, and her musical performance, like, therein, I guess, like, awarded her this whole, uh, she's the first artist to reach number one with, uh, like, a single as three separate artists. Like, a three separate recordings. Oh, yeah, you're right. Because she's, like, Hannah Montana, and then she's also Miley, and then this bitch. Whoever whoever that character is. Oh, that's interesting, man. Oh, dude, I'm a huge Miley fan. I love her. Yeah. Have you ever heard her uh, cover of Jolene? Oh, I think I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, she's got a great voice, man. It's haunting. Is it? (laughs) I think. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm a bit more liberal fucking tossing out words like that, but no, she's a she's very talented. She knew exactly what she was doing. I feel like there's a lot to be learned from uh child stars who use Disney to catapult their platform and then you tell them to fuck off. Well, but yeah, like she she was smart in the way she did it, right? Like she kind of went extraordinary, like she just like went to the extreme of how crazy you can get. And uh, got a lot of people's attention, right? So that's, uh, I mean, I, I kind of, I know a lot of people look at stuff like that and they're like, uh, they, they think it's stupid or like, what what the fuck is that person doing? But I think there's like, there's definitely planning and like, I don't know, it's a smart marketing tactic. Yeah, they're a lot smarter than, than we, we yeah, like to think. The general public and their fans give them credit for. For sure. Yeah, they're they're fucking calculated business people too. Absolutely, like, man. They just happen to have like a wild fucking like. Here's the thing: they're in show business. What makes you think that they're not giving you a show like on the fucking front line of things? You know, like exactly. Not not all these people are pulling back the fucking curtains to their lives, and I don't think fucking any of them do. No, if I'm being fucking blunt. I agree. I think it's all showmanship, right? Like it's all entertainment. Um, and that's what they are. They're entertainers and they, uh, they keep us wondering. They keep us like entertained. I like that stuff, man. Absolutely. So we, uh, we touched on what made you want to become a coach, right? Like you found it through your addiction. Yeah. What made you want to make the trans transition to become a coach? And then, was the certification, the NASM, CPT, like kind of like a decision that came like subsequently from being a coach or did you get that? And then it just kind of made sense to be a coach. So it's actually, um, I think it's the other way around. So I became, I got my certification first and that was when I was like kind of um, in the midst of like, what the hell have I done with my life? What I have no goals. Like what, what is it? So I, uh, Fitness happened to be the one thing I really enjoyed, and the gym was one thing I, I was really um, happy about that made me happy, and uh, I wanted to kind of use that, and I thought that that was a great goal to have, um, so I got my certification, and um, Danya actually reached out to me. I had trained with Danya maybe once or twice, but we were on the same team under Comprito, 
and she uh, she reached out to me. She was they were looking for coaches that um, train martial arts, and um, she she had brought me in, and that was that just like it opened up that opportunity for me. It wasn't like I was searching to be a coach or anything like that, but yeah, she she had kind of reached out to me after seeing that I was certified and. That opened up doors for me, and right now it's kind of opening up more doors for me as well. So grateful for Danya. Thank you, Danya. Um, Shout out to Danya Seaver. So, getting back to your your training experience, like, what? How does that like play into your life as a martial artist? Like, do you feel like it's easier to establish more of a mind body connection, like because of your increased knowledge? Does it something that you really um, don't necessarily like acknowledge or because it's like kind of like a backdoor feeling or just how do you feel like those two like intertwine with one another the the way i train and uh, uh with the weights and jujitsu i think it, it fits perfectly man because like when i when i first started jujitsu and even like any sports i played i never really thought about the movements i just kind of um it was kind of a reaction thing. Like I would just move the way I, I felt necessary um, in order to complete that task. And it was all, a lot of reaction. Um, but now it's more, I, I think about what my body is doing and how it's moving. And it intertwines with jujitsu a lot because you understand more like what, what you're doing. So yeah, that mind body connection is really important for me. Like using those, the knowledge I've gained from movement um, has definitely helped my jujitsu game a lot. Uh, they say a lot about, well, at least from watching the EBIs and some of the quintets that I've watched, mm-hmm. uh, especially if you watch uh, Boogie Richie Mar- the Boogeyman, Richie Martinez, mm-hmm. and his uh, brother Gio Martinez. They were they were break dancers prior to finding Tenth Planet Jiu Jitsu, and. Yeah understanding how your body can interact and manipulate with space is a lot of not just jujitsu, I feel like, but martial arts entirely, it's manipulating that space and then how it then can manipulate with another body. So Mm -hmm. I have found that, well, because I had a very devout yoga practice prior to enrolling at the UFC gym, I went to core power and I loved it. Like I went like, six, almost seven days a week because I had their unlimited membership. I felt like when I did take time to do the yoga, even at UFC gym or at my home, when I was doing jujitsu, man, just how it opens up that spatial recognition and like how to acknowledge your body through the movement of that space. And it just helps reinforce the other movements down and the other techniques just because you have a better understanding. That's, That's very well said, man. Space, yeah, closing space and opening up space and everything like that. Just understanding that within your body is really important for jujitsu, and that's what like weightlifting has done for me. Um, it's helped open up like that knowledge of of doing, being able to do that without uh, too much thought. I just love hot yoga. Like I'm a huge proponent of it. You know, I've never tried that. I'm going to definitely have to try it. I keep saying I'm going to do yoga and I just, uh, I've never, I haven't found the time to do that yet. It's, um, there's a good YouTuber. Um, her channel is called yoga by Adrian. Okay. I'll find it and I'll send it 
I'll send it to you. But yeah, she's got, uh, she's got a series of yoga videos. She releases a new one every year for like a 30 day challenge. And like, she's got a bunch of videos. So I recommend giving her a try. Uh, she's a great at home yoga program. Anyone out there listening, shameless promotion, not fucking giving her a plug or anything, but yeah. <laughs> uh, I've done her videos. They're great. Um, especially if you want to like start a consistent at home practice, she's got several, uh, like playlist series geared exactly toward that um, as like a 30 day progression. So it's a good thing to try out if you're new to yoga and are looking for something new to do for the next, next how long, right? (laughs) However however long until shit gets opened back up. Uh, Results may vary, I guess, depending upon state. Did your desire to coach influence uh, you to begin like branding yourself at all? Yeah, absolutely. So I, uh, I was not on social media just for my mental health purposes. Um, smart man. man. And I I just, uh, I was branding myself as a kind of a strength and conditioning coach and, um, just a personal trainer in general online and in person. But, uh, right now I'm just trying to, um, kind of want to rebrand and try to figure out exactly what what my brand is i you know i don't i don't even know that's the thing i think i was talking about it earlier uh my page is like all over the place right like was, and i i get a lot of people telling me like hey you got to focus on one thing and one thing only and um which is true but like my add brain is like not able to do that right like <laughs> so like i, I want to do something different i want to i want to be able to just show people like this is what i'm going through this is what this is what i'm doing um so that's kind of kind of what i'm doing with with my time right now you know i'm exploring that and you know i that's what it is like so in my 20s um my whole 20s like i i just kind of did things the way that I thought things were supposed to be done. I thought how this is how life is supposed to be. I see all my, like my peers doing something and, you know, trying to be that way or like, this is how I'm supposed to be. So, um, I never really got the the chance to be myself and like, see, see what I enjoy to do. Like what I, what kind of human I am. And, um, right now is kind of right now. And even a little bit before, has been an opportunity for me to just be be myself and like see what it is who I am as a person you know and um, I think that's what this quarantine has given me the time to do um, and I, you know just being a silly version of myself which which is who who I like to think I am so uh, it's been fun man yeah I'm trying to get better acquainted with the person who I thought I was too. Yeah, exactly. I appreciate doing this program. That's why, dude, I love it. I get, I'm getting to know people a lot better than I thought I ever would. And yeah. you know, I always love telling stories, not just mine, but I love hearing other people's and make sure they get told because, you know, not a lot of people are as privy to talk and share like I am. Uh-huh. So if I can be the one who kind of like opens that shell, so to speak, and like kind of, I, I don't want to say like expose you or show you to the world, but like. I just enjoy to share the lessons. And here's why. If you're smart and if you're able to do so, you can employ the lessons learned from others in your own life or use that as a lens to look at your own life introspectively and see and correct things or take action on things that maybe you believe are weak points. And then also maybe empower you to try new things. Like 
because the great thing about this program is none of us are like super famous and shit. Right. We're just regular fucking people. And like, right. yeah. that's empowering in and of itself. Right. I've got a hundred downloads, regular people. So listen oh, up. Yeah. All right. Thanks everyone for being understanding. Uh, we have a slight continuity gap here. Um, I skipped through a lot of COVID chats to kind of get into more uplifting topics, so to speak. So let's hop right back in. I am concerned more so about like, what about these local promotions, like for amateur fighters or even for, you know, are people going like, to compete in jujitsu? That's a, that's a thing too. Like jujitsu tournaments, like are people going to want to go in? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's a like, hard thing. Be up close and personal, that's, like, especially if you're not doing it for a living. People don't want to shake hands, let alone, you know what I mean? Let alone fucking grapple and get, get up close and personal with somebody you have no idea you've never met before. Well, what are your opinions on that, personally? Like, do you care? Like, if someone's all up in your shit, do you want them rubbing up on you? Like, right in the future now. or now? Uh, right now... And I'll tell you mine. I'll tell you mine right after. So, I guess, uh, for me, I... Yeah, I mean, I don't really care. Like, I, I just... Um, I don't want to be afraid of living my life. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't... I hate that everything is so... Everyone's afraid of people, right? Like, it's an invisible enemy that... That's what the media keeps saying, right? Like it's an invisible enemy and everything like that. But then, then that prevents me from living my life if I keep thinking like, "Oh shit!" Like I, I can't talk to this person, or you know. So that's that's my opinion. I I have no, I don't care about that. I would love to compete again and train jujitsu. No, same. You don't have the exact same opinion. Yeah. I'd fucking, I'd fucking go into the gym tomorrow with a class of twenty people, and I'd same. roll around with every one of them. I, uh, you know, like. To live is to risk it all. I'm not saying, like, go and deliberately put your life on the line, but, like, come on. I'm not going to stop fucking shaking people's hands. It's okay, so, gonna... <laughs> It's a little weird for me, too. Like, I'm self-conscious about this because um, even even when, when I was at the gym, like, I, you know, I just feel like being an Asian-American um, and everybody talking about how this is a Chinese virus, like, I... I feel like people look at me in a different way or like, you know, that's, that's a, that's just me being self-conscious, but I also do think that there is a little bit of that. Um, so. Oh, there absolutely is. Right. No, you're, no, there, no, don't discount that. There are hundred percent is. You assholes are out there. You know who the fuck I'm talking to. Like, I'm like, it's, it's, it's awful. Yes. So then like for me, like, yeah, sure. I want to grapple and stuff, but I'm sure there's a lot of people that are, are going to be discouraged to roll with me or something like that just because of the fact that I'm Asian, you know what I mean? I'll roll with you. Yeah. I appreciate that, man. Um, I, uh, yeah, dude, I, I don't think about things like that. Like my stepmom, she's African American. Uh, And when we go out for like family dinners on occasion, yeah, well, when this used to happen, when we still had the house up uh, up north, it was a pretty Caucasian, like heavy population there. Yeah, bro, people would just stare at us, like when we would eat and like go in and out of restaurants, and like it's a, it's a very small exposure. Mm-hmm. I feel like to that kind of treatment, but it makes me so uncomfortable. I can't imagine what people who've actually had to go through like that type of oppression and that type of like, um, like stereotyping or like 
sure. whatever like definition you want to use there, like it's fucking it's just so shitty. Like it doesn't it make is. sense to me. Well, like, so it, like it literally doesn't make sense. Like I don't understand how people have the capacity for that because I, I just don't. I understand it too, but like uh, that's actually interesting. Like my tattoos are all Asian tattoos, but um, Japanese specifically. But um, I was pretty whitewashed, you know, like I grew up in a very heavily white neighborhood and um, it's just like they made it seem like me being Asian was a was the wrong thing. Right. So like I didn't appreciate my culture. Like I tried to whitewash myself and uh, assimilate. Right. So that's that's what I was trying to do. And I think that like kind of messed with me a lot um, in general. So now that's why I'm trying to appreciate like. So I like all the tattoos, right? Like it's like showing who I am. I mean, it's kind of weird, but like just accepting the fact that this is who I am and like I got to appreciate that more than instead of trying to like oppress it and trying to act a certain way just because um, society or like maybe even like a smaller circle of society makes me think that I have to be white, quote unquote. So... How has the quarantine affected your mental health? It was, um, it's been hard, right? So, um, like I said, without the weights, I've been, um, for, for a while there, I was like kind of sitting and sulking, like, what the hell am I doing? Um, and I miss a workout and I feel, feel bad about that. And that would kind of compound into multiple workouts missed, but, um, been trying to just uh, mentally tell myself that's okay um and that you know things are gonna eventually get better right like i it's so easy to go down a rabbit hole of things suck right now this is not gonna be good you know just kind of sulking um but i've been able to be productive and and uh you know um just to even bring up social media uh my following has grown a lot just within the past month. And that's just from me posting stupid stuff on TikTok. And, um, and I, it's easy to like, for me to think like, Oh, I'm not being productive fitness wise. And, um, I'm not putting out the content that I should be, but I got to just remember that, um, every day is different, right? Every day, as long as I progress a little bit, as long as I'm a better person today than I was yesterday, then, well, then that's all right. It's all good. Enjoy the process, and eventually, uh, hopefully, I will get to a goal, a certain goal, which I'm I'm still like a little iffy about because my my first goal was to obviously, like you said, get a black belt, own my own gym, kind of do like a strength and conditioning plus um, jujitsu gym. But that's that's changed a lot too, you know, within within the changing times and within self-growth like it, it changes all the time so um just kind of trying to understand who i am and what, what i what i want to accomplish and i i guess like the biggest thing i've been realizing is i just want to i just want to make people happy right entertain people and um if i can if i have the platform to do that then i will and uh, just kind of enjoying the process man oh shit <laughs> For me, uh, mentally, I, I've always um, so I would say my sock like my days in high school and soccer. I uh, 
I was always like, it's, it was so easy to just like, when things were tough, like, man, I'm just going to quit, you know, man, I'm just going to quit. And I got benched uh, sophomore year. I, I was put on the varsity team and then junior and senior year I was benched. So like, I, it was so easy for me to just be like, fuck man, I just want to quit. I'm tired of this, um, not getting play time. But actually towards the end, uh, when we got to the state and county like tournaments, that's when I they started putting me in and um, you know I was able to shine and like I, I, I kind of I scored goals and I was able to like be in like big play moments right and um, that kind of showed me like that whole like four years of like ups and downs and like you know wanting to give up and you know it was all worth it for just that one small moment and um, yeah just like don't if you as long as you never give up there's always going to be like that highlight moment that you want all right all right all right thanks for staying tuned heading into that fifth and final round let's see what kind of advice our corner has to give dish out some of that cornerman counsel man don't give up man don't give up um you put in all this work and uh, whatever your brain is telling you, if you're, if you're ready to stop or something like that, man, just keep going. Because uh, you put in the work, whatever your brain is telling you right now, just like in practice, man, you can go You can go harder. You can always go harder, man. So Hell yeah, man. You got one gear. Let's fucking go. Yeah, go, go, go. And uh, Hit it. never give up, man. That's all it is. Don't ever give up. <laughs> I know that's some Jimmy got some Jimmy Valvano in you. We love cliche, Jimmy V around here. Cliche stuff, but yeah, yeah. Jimmy Valvano is the man. It's well, cliche because it works. Exactly. <laughs> wow, that's a lot of good stuff there, Koji. Um, you and I have been talking, and the listeners aren't gonna know about this because the episode's gonna be a bit shorter, but we've been hanging out for like fucking three hours and it's been a blast. I've I've loved our, our entire conversation. It's been so much fun. Thank you for taking time out of your Sunday to come record with me. This is going to air on a Thursday, but we're knocking this out on a Sunday. I uh, I can't thank you enough, man. It's been a blast. Man, I appreciate you. Thank you for having me. This was this was fun. This was great, productive. Um, got to talk about a lot of interesting things. I don't know if it's all going to go on uh, the podcast, but uh, this was fun. It's probably going to make it on the Patreon. I've been yeah. talking about this the last couple episodes, folks, but hopefully by the time this episode airs uh, – that Patreon's going to be up and running, so more on that later. This, yeah, man, this is a this is a new experience for me too. I've never done a podcast or anything like that, um, so it's been fun, man. It's all about life's all about trying new things, and uh, thank you again. Thank you so much for having me, and uh, I appreciate you, bro. Well, I'm glad I got to claim your podcast virginity. That seems yeah, to be a trend I'm finding here. Um, <laughs> So I'm becoming well experienced at handling these first timers. So for all you out there who want to get dip your toes into a podcast experience, I don't know, maybe hit me up. We can come up with something. Um, again, had so much fun with you, Koji. Where can we find you um, on social media? Social media, Instagram, Samurai BJJ Fit, and then um, right now TikTok, uh, Samurai Fit, and uh, Facebook, Koji Tanaka. Uh, LinkedIn, Koji Tanaka, man. My email is samuraifitbjj at gmail.com. If you're looking to do any personal training or anything like that, uh, message me on that. 
He's also featured a lot of time, folks, on uh, the UFC Jim Yorktowns page, and you can find them on Instagram, I believe Facebook, but it's uh, at UFC Jim Yorktown as well. There you go. Yep. Forgot about that one. Yep. That's all right. I'll plug you. Awesome. We're gonna man. we're gonna keep his job, folks. Fuck the quarantine. <laughs> exactly. Go to, U- go to Yorktown UFC Jim. You'll find him there. Keep he's working. the handsome. He's the handsome fellow with the two <laughs> arm sleeves. You can't. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Thank you, man. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, again, Koji, thanks for spending your time with us this uh, this early afternoon here. It's been it's been it's been a great time, man. We'll do this again. Absolutely. It's, it's been a blast, man. Thank you, brother. Hey, so that's gonna wrap up another installment of the MML Together podcast with at Samurai BJJ Fit. And that's with my pal Koji. These are getting to be real fun episodes, people. I wish you could be a fly on the wall during these conversations. Like, don't you wish you could be a fly on the wall? Shout out my girl Miley Cyrus. You know we're partying here in the USA, even if that means we are isolated to our own homes with our own families and no fun drugs or alcohol. But maybe you have a family that does have fun drugs and fun alcohol. And to those people, I say, party on, Wayne. Party the fuck on. Regardless, I know I mentioned a few times that I will be starting a Patreon account to air some of the content that doesn't make the actual episodes. That is still in development. I know I'd said I really wanted that up and running by the time this episode launches, airs, if you will. I did not get that completed. So more to come on that. Just keep staying tuned. And on the topic of staying tuned, thanks again for everyone uh, continuing to support, liking, sharing, subscribing, commenting, confronting combating, coalescing, cumulatively. I'm ranting here, people. But thank you. Thank you so much. I know I say every week that this podcast is for me and it's not for you, but the deeper and deeper I get into the relationships with my guests, as well as the relationship with this project, as well as the relationship with seeing the people who absorb the project, I can't help but be humbled and just love each and every single facet of it. There's no other way that I could describe this to you. Unless you've done it and you've felt this exact feeling, I think that's really the only way that you're going to be able to relate. But I just really want to convey over this microphone here my gratitude to all of you. Because that just makes this project so much more fun for me. And it's not a project even. It's, it's, like, a, it's like a love interest. I don't know how I'd articulate that. But you feel me. You feel me regardless. So Patreon account is up and coming. I know I also mentioned I would like to be streaming uh, live play-by-play and color commentary of the UFC 249 fight card. I haven't found a plausible way to do that with my current resources. So I am going to record the audio still. I haven't figured out how I'm going to publish it or release it. Likely it'll be on YouTube, but... That'll be included in my next week installment of the MM Altogether podcast, which will actually be a breakdown show of the UFC 249 card, and we will be previewing the card for next Saturday. Uh, depending on how the timing of things align, I'd like to also uh, recap the Wednesday fight card, but we'll just have to see what there's time for. A um, couple of quick show notes here. The YouTube channel I reference is Yoga with Adrian. I will be sharing her channel in the podcast notes and description. Uh, she's a great instructor for yogis of all types, beginners, intermediate. If you got a f- like 
flying headstand or a flying crow pose, even even you folks, even if you're just doing child's pose, even if you're just laying in Shavasana, I don't give a fuck. Yoga with Adrian is your gal. So I will make sure to include her information in the notes. Last thing I'd like to leave you all on, as always, people, is just the peace, understanding, love, and positivity that I'd like us all to exhibit, not to everyone else, I mean, not just everyone else, but to ourselves as well, because what Koji and I spoke about a lot was that internal peace with oneself. Uh, Without that, you just have a lot of turmoil. So peace is very important on an independent level, as well as with, you know, all other relationships that you have in life. Understanding piggybacks right along those lines. When you're understanding, you're empathetic. When you can see life through a lens that's not just your own, it opens so many different doors. Love, we all have to find something that we love. It doesn't need to be a person. It doesn't need to be an object. Maybe it's just the thought of something. Maybe the thought of a... Maybe the thought of John Jones turning his life around, being a heavyweight champion, as well as an idle citizen. But you know, we all know sometimes love fucking hurts people. And positivity? I mean, fuck, it beats being negative. That's really all I got to say about that. I never heard truer words. But y'all, thanks again so much for tuning in to another edition of the MM Altogether podcast. Would love to hear from you. Like I said, hit me up. Twitter, Instagram, email, all that works. Show bookings. I'd really like to hear what all my listeners have to think about the content, what you'd like to hear more of, what you'd like to hear less of. I'd really like to tailor this experience so that way it's as good as it possibly could be. So, again, it was nice spending some time with you. And until next time, Alvina Zan, jabronis. (laughs) 